And what's happening, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam? And welcome to another episode of New Normal Wrestling. And that's right, it's me, it's me, it's JCB, Johnny Bones, back again in the hot seat with one good brother. We are down one man today. Good brother Phil is out on assignment this week, but I am here with podcast royalty. That's right, he is tipping the crown as we speak. This man is no longer the podcast prince because this man now put a ring on it. This man has moved up in the food chain. This man is now the podcast king, the one and the only good brother, Wade Ilson. Wade, first of all, man, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I had to tip the crown a little more. Um, thank you, man. It's good to be back, though. I am now off the market. Well, I've been off the market for a while, but now right. it's like... Lockdown. I am I am in a long term tag team <laughs> right there now. I cannot we are the we are the Usos. We can never separate. That's right. Been together since day one ish. Ish. Day one ish. And you guys <laughs> you guys are a match made in heaven. So hopefully uh the Queen of Scream will uh, will also be joining us uh, hopefully sometime very soon. I mentioned last week we haven't had her on in a while and we'd love to get Beal Jess's outtake on women's wrestling or just wrestling in general right now. So oh, I think oof. in the upcoming weeks, love to hear her take on what's going on in women's wrestling. But with that being said, let's get into some women's wrestling. I want to talk about this quote unquote real life heat between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Now, whether this is a work, whether it's a shoot, I think the storyline is good. I feel like the storyline has depth because one, they're taking it outside of just WWE television and they're talking about it as, as we were talking about offline, uh, Becky Lynch did a, a podcast interview with SI sports. I believe it was, I may have the, uh, podcast incorrect, but she was talking about this heat that she has with Charlotte flair. Uh, she doesn't trust her, you know, a lot of things coming out about Charlotte, how she goes into business for herself She's, um, uh, again, not trustworthy. So I'm wondering, first of all, if this is, if this story is going to keep growing or if this is going to be a one-off, I feel like if it's a one-off, then it's then hands down, this is all a work. But if they keep this story going and they drag it out, just like it did similar to like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, that was some real life heat right there. That went on for years. And while Becky and Charlotte have been at the top of the food chain for quite some time now in the women's division, they're, again, I'm going back to kind of comparing them to like The Rock and The Austin, how they could always go back one-on-one and no one's really going to get tired of it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to pass it over to you first, because I, I can keep talking in circles about this, but like with the current crop of women's wrestlers we have on the roster on Raw and SmackDown, especially now post-draft, there's a lot of young talent. We just recently had Bianca Belair holding the title over on SmackDown. Uh, we do have Sasha Banks. We have Bailey. Uh, we have Rhea Ripley over on Raw, who was the Raw Women's Champion as well, but didn't really get the, the best run. Same thing with Bianca. She had a good run, but it wasn't the best run. Agreed. It wasn't a champion's run. Let's put it that way. They, they were just title holders. Same thing. I can, we can even go back to Asuka. Asuka held every title so far, every woman's title, the only real title run she had was the NXT Women's Championship. So do you feel like with what's going on here with Becky and Charlotte, 
is there more depth to this story or is it just another one of those situations where it's like rinse and repeat? Why don't you put trust in your younger talent? I feel it's a mixture of both. I definitely feel it's a mixture of both. Um, when it comes to Charlotte and Becky, we know we knew going in it was one of the best feuds in women's wrestling for a while. And we finally had some some way where Charlotte was one upped, even though it was under janky circumstances. Charlotte has this weird tendency, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I hate the way that she loses. It always has to be in janky fashion. Right. She can never take a clean loss. Never. Or if it's a triple threat, she's not the one that gets pinned. Mm-hmm. It's never her. Um, Charlotte and Becky was coming. We knew it was coming because both of them had their titles and you had to do something. So there might be some real life drama here because Becky Lynch, since she's come back, has been very vocal, very vocal about this. She's very open. She's been she's always been that way. Right. But lately she's been very vocal, but smooth with it, not like bashing her. She was just like, yeah, it happened. There was real life heat. Stuff happened. I don't trust her. I don't mess with her. She's not the one that I really, like, I thought she was this way. It's not that way, way really. Right. Um, and to even continue off of your other statement about rinse and repeat and not using your talent, absolutely. There are so many different routes you could have went with this to make a little bit more. Survivor Series would have been a lot more fun and that's why I'm not going. I was supposed to go with you guys. I'm not going now. Um, I said that the title should have changed hands after the draft between Bianca and Sasha so we can get that one-on-one rematch that we ne- the, the WrestleMania rematch that we were supposed to get at Survivor Series, but we didn't get. Right. And now it feels like you're just throwing this out there. Here it is. Take it or leave it. There's no, all we know is social media. These two haven't even interacted in the ring since that title swap incident. And it's just, it just sucks. But that right there is a good build. I like that. Get the heat going, but Mm -hmm. then don't touch until, until you finally have that face-to-face match. Yeah, but they've touched before, but they've touched before. I mean, I would love, I would love some promos like, Hey, mm -hmm. I defend my title. I did this. I did that. But but, but the, you can run it. Like I, Becky could. You know what Becky could say? I show up to work. Good, right. bad, or indifferent, I show up to work. Whether Becky wrestles or not, she shows up. And it's funny. She had an amazing match the week before Bianca Belair. She did. As much as I'm not a fan of this particular run with Becky, she's putting in the work since she's come back. She has a pedigree right now. Charlotte with the SmackDown Women's title is just, meh. Now, it's, it's, and it's bad. Becky's the one that said it. And I always bring this up. You know I do. Right. Becky hit her with the best line ever. My title reigns are meaningful. Yours are just plentiful. This reign doesn't mean anything. Right. And drop the mic on that one. I mean, I, I totally agree. Now, let's break down Becky's return. So mm-hmm. I think we could all agree we did not like her return at SummerSlam and how she defeated Bianca Belair in like a minute and eight seconds to win the title. Mm-mm. I feel like that was just lazy booking. And it it made Bianca seem like nothing more than just a, a title, just a uh, a placeholder 
until they can get the title back on someone like Be- like Becky Lynch. But they're really portraying Becky as a heel. But now if we're looking at the story between Becky and Charlotte, more fans dislike Charlotte, Charlotte than they do Becky. Becky, no matter how much of a heel, how much of a heel she tries to act like, she still gets cheered constantly. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard for me to. So are they saying that we should be cheering for Charlotte and booing for Becky or are they both being portrayed as heels right now? So that, that's been a confusion with WWE for a long time now where there's no more cut and dry baby face and heel good guy versus bad guy. I feel like this whole situation now between her and Charlotte's going to just organically make her a baby face again, similar to Steve Austin. You can't make Steve Austin a heel. Mm-mm. He, the he, dude, dude is too over Becky to this day, even though she was out for about a year because she ha- had a baby, she is still one of the most over superstars in the WWE. So going into survivor series, we're going to have just title versus title champion versus champion. You know, no titles are changing hands, just the two champions facing each other. I feel like this can still continue now and probably be one of the biggest feuds going into 2022. Uh, Before I I say my my idea for for what potentially might happen, what what is your outlook on where this could lead into 2022? Pretty much between Um, now and WrestleMania. I feel that with both reigns, Charlotte has to drop. Charlotte is the one who needs to not be in the title picture. I would love for Charlotte to go into a a feud without a title. She doesn't need to be in the title picture. Try something different with her. Give her just a standalone feud with someone. And that's what she needs. Uh, Becky, you have a ton of talent to work with. You have the Rhea Ripley's, you have the Zelina Vegas, you have the Carmella's, you have the Dewdrops, and in worst case scenario, you have B- Bianca Belair. And that's not a knock on Bianca. Right. Bianca's just, I like what they're doing with her now, which is what you should be doing with your, with your champion who dropped their title. Have them in a secondary feud with someone. You're keeping her relevant, but you're having her off doing other things and then when she comes out for the title you're like okay she was away from it for a while it keeps her busy right becky needs to run the gauntlet for a little bit you we got her with live that's great i'm very happy for live that fatal fire was very good by the way I'm very good match I'm very good match live won that very good match it, it should have well, been well either it should have been either live or Rhea, one or the other yeah um and i honestly think this is a nice little setup for Liv to get her in proper position where she's going to be a bigger star because of it. She doesn't need to win the title, which she, I don't think she will. Mm-hmm. You, she just needs to elevate her game a little bit. And she has lately. I eventually see the money match being Becky seems to always have these really big matches when it comes to rumble time. So why not give her Rhea Ripley versus Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble? That would be something interesting. Now, I could definitely see matches against people like Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley for both Charlotte and and Becky between now and uh, WrestleMania as like as little stepping stones. But I think the bigger story here is going to continue with Becky and Charlotte because mm-hmm. at Survivor Series, if no titles are changing hands, what's really on the line here? What is really 
the climax of this whole storyline. If there's some real life hatred here, you know, this is an opportunity for art to imitate life. Mm-hmm. Life imitates art, art imitates life. So there has to be a climax. This could be a blood feud. Mm-hmm. We've seen Becky and Charlotte get into that that real that real deep, stiff type type of fighting before. They've done it before back when Ronda was around, back at WrestleMania, yep. WrestleMania 35. Very stiff. You know, we could bring that back. And I feel like this story potentially could go all the way to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I mean, you we could potentially what I what I foresee, Charlotte versus Becky one on one main eventing WrestleMania. Mm. I mean, but I feel like there has to be more to that. There as has to we, be as much as we don't like Charlotte holding the championship. I've been saying it for years and I guarantee there's hundreds of episodes of me saying they need to unify the women's championships. I agree. But so both titles need to be unified. It needs to be one women's champion between both brands. So if it's not one-on-one between Charlotte and Becky, you know what, what we have not seen yet? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've seen it yet on the main roster. All four horsewomen in a feud with each other. Hmm. No, we've only one time in NXT. And it was for the NXT Women's Championship. Right. And that was the match to put them on the map. And we, we need not, a redo. We, need a we redo. have not seen that yet. I don't know if Bailey will be cleared by Mania. I've been seeing reports that she's getting ready mm-hmm. to come back. Don't know what her timeline is. But let's just say, argument's sake, she is ready. Mm-hmm. Right now, Sasha is already kind of tied into a storyline with Becky through Bianca Bella, even though they're mm-hmm. on separate brands. You can still continue that that heat between Sasha and Becky. Mm-hmm. Have Bailey return at the Rumble and have her win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes time for her to decide on what champion she wants to go against, she can't decide. She wants to take take on both of them. Now you have a fatal four-way. And then Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville come out. We're going to make it a fatal four-way at WrestleMania with both titles in the line. One undisputed champion. One winner take all. Mm. And that's a two-night show. And then you know what you should do? You could do too. Here's the fun part. I'm going to add to that. That's digging the rabbit hole. Okay. You then have the young guard in the same light. You have a battle royal on the pay-per-view on WrestleMania on night one. The winner of the battle royal will face the winner of the fatal four-way on night two. I like that. Or just see, I don't know about a battle royal. I'd rather see a match which really where it's really going to showcase the women's talents. So let's say if you have your top three, or just make it a one-on-one match. What if let's just say Bianca and Rhea? Let's just throw those two names in the hat. They need right? oh, they need a match so bad. Bianca <laughs> and Rhea are your top two women's wrestlers from both brands. Bianca mm-hmm. from SmackDown, Rhea from from Raw. Build them up until they're both on Raw now. Oh, sure, that's right. They're both on Raw now. That's right. I forgot Bianca's on Raw. Mm-hmm. But regardless of brands, though, they could be your top two women's contenders. Mm-hmm. You know, th- they they could run through the gauntlet. Have them run through some kind of tournament, and the finals is the two of them versus each other on night one of WrestleMania. 
And right. the winner of that match will face the winner of the Fatal 4-Way, which will be the main event of night one. And then on night two, night two opens up with a women's championship match. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, though, as a fan, do you want to see Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and or Bailey in uh, a main event at WrestleMania again? Since the I four say, of them have been around the championship a long time over the past five, six years. I say yes, simply because it's the match we need to have. And you, This would be the end of an era. Mm-hmm. The cementing of that. The four horsewomen who we have talked about ad nauseum. We all have our favorites in the group. We've ranked them several times. Mm-hmm. We even debated on the normies coming up soon. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because now we can state cases for each one on why they should win. Right. Bailey has a solid case. Bailey busted her ass through the pandemic era. She did. Bailey and Sasha really busted their ass. Carried that. Mm -hmm. Carried that. Charlotte is Charlotte Flair. Becky literally can state I didn't lose my title by pinfall submission. I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I got slowed right. down. Otherwise, Becky you two wouldn't never, even be mentioned. Becky never lost her title. Mm-hmm. Never. Now, refresh my, my memory. Back around Money in the Bank last year, when Oscar won the Money in the Bank, and then mm-hmm. Becky had to relinquish the title because she was having a baby. Who did she lose the SmackDown championship to? She lost it to Charlotte. And then Bailey cashed in on Charlotte. That's what, so Bailey at the time was the SmackDown champion. Becky was the okay. That's what I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> I don't know. The, the, I think the money match is the four horsewomen against each other. Again, it's a match that we need mm-hmm. that we have not seen. It's mm-hmm. the only redeeming factor right there for this whole feud. Now, who wins? I'll tell you who should not win. It should not be Becky, and it should not be Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only way this can go. Only if, way. If Becky or Charlotte win, it's kind of an underwhelming win. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't mean anything to either of them, either of their legacies. It should be Sasha or Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think it should be Sasha. That's just my, that's just my take on it. But I mean, you know, you know hey, I'm not yeah. going to say you're wrong. But Bailey proves a solid case. See, I've always said this about Sasha. She can be at WrestleMania every time and lose, but you're going to pay attention to her regardless because it's right. her. Sasha is, I told her this like when I met her at a meeting, I said, you're Miss WrestleMania. You don't have to win to get over. Like, you right. don't. You're just that good. Like, your pedigree speaks for itself. Right. I would love to see her get a WrestleMania when she deserves one. Mm-hmm. So I agree, but I, I think it should be between the golden role models. One of those two has to win, should, not yeah, Becky and Charlotte. It should not be Becky and Charlotte. I agree. Mm-mm. The bigger story could be between Becky and Charlotte, but then swerve everyone and give the title to a Sasha or a Bailey. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that's even if this goes this way. Now, let's take the four horsewomen off the table. Let's think of one other way this could go. You talked about the, the, the young guard, the, the mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley's, the Bianca Belair's. We still have your dewdrops. There's Alina Vega, who's finally getting some real airtime now that mm-hmm. she's the queen of the ringer, winner of the Queen's Crown tournament. Um, 
Shotzi Blackheart, who is currently Shotzi. in a feud with Sasha. And is also currently on the Survivor Series team <clears throat> for SmackDown. So there's definitely some young guard there too. And I mean, the sky's the limit with any of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you could write the story in any way possible to get them into that title picture. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I guess it's kind of hard to fantasy book because uh, there's so much time between now and, and uh, now in WrestleMania. And also it's hard to see because the draft just happened. We don't know how these younger talent are going to be booked moving forward. We already know how they're going to book the four horsewomen. You've inspired me, sir. I think we've got an episode. That's what I do. That's what I do. Um, we need to do a special, and this is something we should do for the maybe the holiday season. How about a down the rabbit hole episode? We just give our best storyline for one person or people for a feud and book it for until WrestleMania. I'm down for that. I always fall down the rabbit hole, and uh, mm-hmm. I love fa- fantasy booking. I think is every wrestling fans favorite pastime oh of course it, it but it's it's good in one hand bad in the other because we love fantasy booking but then when that shit that we fantasize about <laughs> does not come to life then we hate wrestling for like five minutes and then we're, then yeah, we're wrestling over. stupid right? wrestling super hate wrestling hate wrestling <laughs> <laughs> so that right i think the whole becky and charlotte thing uh feud right now is the biggest <clears throat> rivalry going on in wwe right now more so than what Big E has going on with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. more so than what Brock Lesnar has going on with Roman Reigns. Right now, it's Becky and Charlotte because it is real, because this potentially could be a shoot. And this is just, like I said earlier, art imitating life. This is That's usually when wrestling is at its best. So curious to see how this goes. Uh, unfortunately, the next pay-per-view is the laziest pay-per-view of the year in that Survivor Series where it's just <laughs> champion versus champion. I will be there live with my lovely wife, taking her to her very first wrestling show. I know it's Survivor Series, but she's going to have a good time regardless, and I'm just ready to mark out for Shinsuke Nakamura. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying. Please get that. Some I, uh, <clears throat> I would like your lovely wife to please get that reaction on tape. On, I, ta- on tape wow holy crap I'd to say, record that and send that to me also we need your reaction to Rhea Ripley <laughs> of course but <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna bring the camcorder out and okay. I'm going to, uh, to to make sure I, I record on VHS for you and I'll, oh, thank you. I'll snail mail it to you I appreciate that bro <laughs> <laughs> God, we dated ourselves. Holy totally, crap! Right, freaking Oof, old, uh, men. old old men, old married men. <laughs> All right, so here's another topic I want to touch on very quickly before we get into our preview and predictions of AEW Full Gear. I didn't mention this offline. I kind of wanted to spring it on you live on the air. Get your reaction. So as of tonight, Eddie Edwards over on Impact is now the new number one contender for the Impact Championship title. Which means he will be facing Moose. I'm just going to put it out there. This is Moose's time. I think it's Moose Nation. Is that what he, what he calls it? I think mm-hmm. Moose Nation. If not, then I'm I, then I think it should be a thing. But it's 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 time for Moose Nation to run wild, wild. And I think him facing someone like Eddie Edwards and getting a clean win over Eddie Edwards is a great step in the right direction for his rise as champion. Uh, we've talked uh, nonstop about Eddie Edwards, how he is like the John Cena of impact and he's Teflon. So he doesn't need the win, but Moose 
needs the win over someone like Eddie Edwards. Agreed. Where he goes after that, sky's the limit. I don't care who they put in the ring with Moose. Moose needs to get reputable wins over over former champions. I think he should face Sammy Callahan after Eddie Edwards and have him get a clean win over Sammy. That would be Sammy's injured. He's out. Out, yeah, for how long? Is he out for a while? Or? Ah, man, he took a picture. I don't know if you saw the picture of his ankle. I, I didn't. That know. shit looks gnarly. I'm going to send you the photo. Oof. All right. It looks bad. Well, I hope Sammy Callahan uh, gets better and comes back to the ring soon. So best wishes to Sammy Callahan. But either way, I think former champions need to be on <clears throat> Moose's hit list now that he is the Impact Champion. Mm-hmm. And I I do like this whole story, how it kind of led all the way, pretty much a whole year. Uh, There was a slow build with Moose that no one, I don't think nobody realized it. There was a slow build with him and it took a whole year for it to circle back. And now Moose finally has the championship. I also think we need to see Kenny Omega versus Moose again, one-on-one with Moose getting the win keeping the impact championship. I think what's going to have, what's going to happen is Kenny Omega is going to eventually lose the AEW championship, which we'll get into that later. <clears throat> um, and then make his way back over to impact because now he has no gold. Now he has to find something. So he's going to try and get his stick his nose back in impacts championship picture. And I think that's when Moose will finally get his clean win over Kenny Omega. Mm. I like it. It's it's crazy how just two years ago we were hating on how yeah we were like moose fuck sucks. moose <laughs> now I'm like totally on on the bandwagon and I'm all for moose being impact champion right now. Thank you EC3. At, yeah, uh, out of <laughs> everyone else on the roster, I'm not saying that other wrestlers don't deserve it, but I think right now it it, it looks the best with moose. And then there's so much story you could tell there too. I mean. He won it under janky conditions. He, he, re- man. But he you know quit. what, though? But look at what he went through to get that title. Mm-hmm. Look at all the hoops he had. Whether he's a heel or babyface, the dude had to jump through a ton of hoops just to get his championship shots. Right. Look at what he, you know. So if he had to win it in a janky way just to get it, fine. You know, he busted his ass to get there. He mm-hmm. couldn't, couldn't quite do it. So he had to cheat to win. Yeah, so mm-hmm. whatever. So he did the call your shot. He got to call your shot. It's basically yeah. the money in the bank. Yeah, and exactly. it makes Josh Alexander look more of a threat. Right. So it's and still, when he it's still protects him. Josh. Right. Mm-hmm. It still protects Josh Alexander, which I do like how he's kind of in this uh, feud with uh, Suzuki now, Minoru Suzuki, which is a hard hitting fucking feud right there. <sighs> Speaking of hard hitting, I heard that WWE is going to be releasing um, Cesaro versus Walter. Finally, uh, from the UK live shows on YouTube, I think so we can finally see it. I've seen we might have some, to re- we have to do a review of that. Yeah, I've seen some photos and I've heard that it was a hard hitting match. And I think anything with Walter and Cesaro is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But um, but back to Moose. Um, I think I just once I saw that Eddie Edwards won the number one contendership tonight, I'm like, well, then this is a perfect step in Moose's in the direction for Moose. Uh, and it's a good step. Another chapter, I should say, Moose's story as champion. Agree. It is a very good story for him. He's building uh, impact up. He's keeping it on his shoulders. And mm-hmm. I really, really want to see what he does, barring my thoughts about him outside. But right. 
<sighs> Moose is doing all the things right as a heel champion. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. Him and Eddie Edwards is going to be classic because they have a story to tell. They right. have a long going feud. And um, again, Eddie Edwards can take the out. It doesn't hurt him. It right. doesn't. Right. Give him a bunch of who's who's. Give him, uh, you can give him Cardona after this if you want to. Right. He took shots at him saying, you've been wrestling for 16 years and you're pissed because I took an opportunity from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many stories you can go with that. Um, but I, I do wanted to ask also real quick about this forbidden door and AEW's relationship with impact. Has it benefited impact in any way? Nope. Nope. It's closed. And uh, I think Josh Alexander was the one that said it. He's like, when I beat you for the title, he said the Christian like the promo. So, and mm-hmm. I guess that was like kind of a precursor to what was going to happen. As okay. far as it goes with impact in AW, that's dead. The door is closed on them. And that, that that's official as far as you know? As far as I know, it's okay. official that impact in AW, their doors are not opening for each other. New Japan's is for New uh, Japan, impact. which is awesome. The Bullet Club, the number one contenders for the tag, impact tag titles now, yep. which is awesome. Fantastic. Now, does that, does that mean we're no longer going to see the Good Brothers on Dynamite or Rampage with uh, the Elite? Mm. loophole there's probably a loophole yeah. with that there's a loophole yeah with Don Callis and Kenny Omega being involved there's gotta be a loophole mm. with that there's gotta be a loophole with that but um, uh, real quick speaking on the forbidden door T- Tony Khan was on a press conference or an interview or something recently mm. and he voiced his uh, displeasure with opening the forbidden door for uh, with NWA Mm-hmm. And helping NWA out with their Empower pay per view, and right. he's he's all butt hurt, saying that he didn't get enough thanks for helping them get NWA Empower, you know, on the map. He did so much for women. He's done so much for women's wrestling, and he's butt hurt <laughs> that NWA didn't give him thanks for what he did it, for Empower. Excuse me. Yeah. He did what for women's wrestling? He's done a lot for women's wrestling lately. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Bones, I'm going to ask you a question. When have we ever sat here and legit talked about AEW women's wrestling like hard? It's been tough to talk about it hard because we've always talked about is how it needs to be better. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And he's yeah. done so much for women's wrestling. Right. No. Exactly. When I saw that, I was like, who does this guy think he is? Like, who, like, like you got a fan like who is he talking to like that yeah <laughs> and, you know it's funny because like eric bischoff's been in the headlines recently too because he's been very vocal about his thoughts on tony khan and pretty much telling tony khan hey man stay in your lane bro you know it's like don't compare yourself to me mm-hmm. until you're going head to head against vince mcmahon on a monday night and doing doing it the way that i did don't compare yourself to me you are you're doing your own thing props to what you're doing but you are not you're at not the status me. of an eric bischoff and a WCW. And mm-hmm. he's not. And, and Eric Bischoff's right. I think Tony Khan. Also, I've listened to a few of Tony Khan's interviews on like Busted Open Radio and stuff. He does come off as kind of cocky. Now, listen, mm-hmm. it is wrestling. It could, it could just be a work. It could just be his character. Kind of mm-hmm. like a la like a Mr. McMahon. But it just seems more like it's him and it's not really a character. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hope Tony Khan isn't getting too big for, for his britches especially with such a stacked roster he has. And I'm sure 
his feelers are out there on some of the recent releases that we've seen uh, mm-hmm. over the past week as well. I agree. But that's a conversation myself and brother Phil had uh, last week on our breaking news episode. If you haven't checked, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out in the archives here on the fourth wall pop network. But Such a good episode, by the way. Thank you, brother. Would have been more lavish if the lavish one wasn't too busy off getting married. <laughs> Sorry. To the, the, the queen of scream, but it's all good, brother. You're here now. Now let's preview and predict AEW full gear. It is a stacked card with 10 matches on the card. Uh, right now, the buy-in match is going to be a tag women's tag team match. Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter taking on Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Uh, let's get right to the main card, man. There's really not much. I, I don't know. There's, they have a little bit of a storyline with that women's tag match, but it's on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh, it, it's good to get the four of them, at least on the pay-per-view, on the card. Mm-hmm. On the card, at least. Uh, and no, no, no buy-in battle royal or anything like that. No, That's kind of odd, too. There's no battle royal on this one. Really odd. I think it's. I think because they. They. I think they're going to be short on limited to time because they do mm-hmm. have that Minneapolis street fight, that ten man tag. I think that's going to take up some time on the uh, on the card, and I think they're going to give Brian Danielson and Miro some time as well. Oh hell yeah, they deserve it. So, let's start at one of the uh, recent matches that was just announced. We're going to have the unlikely duo of Cody Rhodes and Pac taking on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Now, first of all, watching Dynamite this week, I'm watching Andrade, Malachi, and FTR in the ring. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is a faction I never thought I wanted. I I never knew that I wanted until right now. That's when when I hit up the channel. I'm like, hey, is the Pinnacle still even a faction? Mm Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing right now with FTR, with Andrade, and with Malachi. Mm. I don't know if I like Cody being involved. I know Cody has this storyline with Malachi Black, but it hasn't done enough to really get me emotionally invested into Cody. Um, mm. You know, well, well, what are your thoughts on Cody Rhodes being involved in, the, in this feud right now? Yeah, it's Cody Rhodes. He has to do something. He has to be involved right. somehow. There's no way Cody Rhodes can't be involved in a pay-per-view match. Doesn't matter with who. Um, and why do I have this stupid feeling that he's not going to be the one to take the pin? No, if anyone's going to take the pin, it'll be Pac. Yep. He got to keep Cody strong. Mm-hmm. So for no reason. Yeah. Um, I don't like how I don't, I'm not a big fan of how they, if they book, I, I'm not a fan of how they're booking this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like mm-hmm. they're not making Pac look strong at all. Like Pac always needs Cody. I feel like if, if this is going to lead to a singles feud between Cody and Pac, fine. You know, but wh- why do we need this to get to that? Just have them feud, you know, but if they're, if you could pick another another superstar, wow, sorry, it's not WWE, another wrestler to take the place of Cody right now, to kind of be on the side of uh, the death triangle, Lucha Brothers and Pac, who could it be? Lance Archer. Ooh, there you go. Lance Archer makes a lot of sense. Um, Lance Archer makes a lot of sense. Also, you could even have Pac be like, 
I know other people too. And this could be a way to debut someone, i.e. from a ring of honor, which I feel there's someone who we're forgetting about that is in a tag team with Malachi Black who could help them win because he has set on record the House of Black. He wants to start a faction somehow. Mm -hmm. Why not bring in this person? And Brody you King. know exactly who I'm talking yep. about. Yep. Bro Brody King. They, they are the are current the PWG, G PWG uh, tag PWG. team champion. Yep, that's right. That's right. Bring in that Brody. Brody King currently is the leader of Violence Unlimited mm -hmm. with uh, Chris Dickinson, Homicide, and I, I forget. There was, one, there was a fourth member. But again, now with the recent news of Ring of Honor releasing all their talent, obviously these factions potentially are, are no more. So mm -hmm. a lot of these super, a lot of these wrestlers can't just start from scratch. Uh, Brody King, I could definitely see that. But I feel like if you're going to bring Brody King in, Lance Archer could would be a good uh, partner for Pac because then you have someone like Brody King and Lance Archer of that stature. Mm -hmm. You know, again, two giants. There's not enough giants in AEW. You know, like besides Lance Archer and Paul White, who really doesn't isn't a full time wrestler. Who else exactly. do you have? I mean, Cam Camarado, Nick Camarado, Nick Camarado, who is still very green, but that dude mm -hmm. is friggin' what a look that guy has. That Brody, that Brody look, I love that look. Uh, yeah, I love that about him. I saw him wrestle Lee Moriarty a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, such a good match. Yeah, but that that dude's still green. But I definitely think mm -hmm. he could be he could be there. But it's like, I think more Giants. I think Brody King would be a really good idea. A mm -hmm. good, good a nice for that. Up. If if that was uh, where they went. But regardless, so we have, we're stuck here with Cody in the match. Uh, because Cody's in the match, are they going to are they going to get the win? No. no. So you still think Pac will take the loss? Yep. I, I think if anyone has to get take the win, it has to be Andrade and Malachi, especially oh, of if, they're, if they're trying to showcase this um, relationship between the two of them. <clears throat> now. There's stupid rumors, too, saying that the reason that they're teaming up on AEW is because of their relationships with Zelina Vega. That's just the fucking IWC being stupid. Uh, and so stupid. Yeah, between Zelina and Charlotte. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's stupid, yeah. I've seen that. That's just that's so dumb. Like, I honestly, just have the match. It's going to be good. Mm -hmm. We have to deal with Cody, whatever. Um, but I see Malachi and Andre, Andrade definitely getting the win. Mm -hmm. or Pac will take the L and we could possibly see I have a lot of theories on debuts that we're going to see at this pay-per-view um, but Brody King is definitely one of them I would see happening and would make the most okay. sense now are some of these other possible debuts Ring of Honor debuts now let me ask you this I may have missed this in the reports that I wrote with Ring of Honor but even though everyone's releasing their contract they're still on a non-compete or they're still under contract till December 31st or something like that? Are they? Because, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of Ring of Honor guys do stuff in other, uh, on, on the indie scene. On the indies, like yeah. G, like the Briscoes just won the GCW tag titles. Right. Well, they did that even before Ring of Honor was announced mm -hmm. to, uh, to release everyone. But I feel like with indies, there's, there's, there's no contracts. Anyone can just kind of show up. It's yeah. kind of like the territories, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, we have to go back and check on reports for what that the Ring of Honor releases look like. 
I forgot. Mm-hmm. What about Buddy? Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews and Pac would be a friggin' awesome team, too. Mm-hmm. What about Buddy Matthews? And he can come in and join the House of Black. Or or the House of... Well, dude, no, but I'd rather see him face Malachi. Those two put on some friggin' fantastic matches. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. See, here's my thing. I, I definitely can see... Well, here's the thing. If if FTR sticks around with Malachi and Andrade, again, I'm down for that. I do like the feud between FTR and Lucha Brothers, but I also like seeing Lucha Bros with a team like Malachi Black and Andrade also. Mm. So it makes me think that this is going to result in the death triangle splitting ways and Pac either going singles or maybe starting another group or teaming up with someone like a buddy man. I, I think would be a good I wouldn't one. mind it. I wouldn't mind yeah. it either way, man. And I'm fine with it regardless. I'd, I'll let, you know, just to close on my thoughts, Andrade and Black get the win. Easy. Yeah. I was going to say, so I think we both agree they're going to take the win on this one. So that's our prediction. Let's go on to the Falls Count Anywhere match with Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy taking on the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. This is going to be a fun match. I don't see... I see the heels t- getting the win in this one. Oh, of course. Of course. Super Click wins. I just didn't like it. I don't know if you caught it. Why did he take, why did Adam Cole take Concerto on Wednesday and was good for Friday? What? Like, what kind of booking is that? He, he, he's a superhero, man. He, he, he got over that shit. He took a couple Advil and he was good to go the next day. You, you know, it's all about the budge. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the budge. <laughs> But oh, yeah, man. I see it's gonna be a good match. It's gonna be great. Jungle Boy is gonna look amazing as he usually does. Of course. And uh, Adam Cole and the Bucks are gonna get the dub. Dude, that match between uh, Jungle Boy and Adam Cole this week on Dynamite, right? That was Adam Cole he faced. Right? No, that was um, no, um, it was um, not- Anthony Bowens. I'm sorry, thank you, Anthony Bowens. I meant to say not Adam Cole. Yes, great match. I thought they really good, really Um, good match. Now, what are your thoughts on Bobby Fish? Now, this is not disputed. Let's let's not forget that this is not Mm -hmm. disputed. Is the era of the elite? Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. I low key think if a certain individual doesn't renew their contract. In December, bingo, we can get an era ver- and a form of the era that is undisputed against the elite. If Kenny drops, hmm, I can see that too. But right now, a part of me wants to see the elite keep growing. Because right now in the elite, you have Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, Brandon Cutler, Mike Nakazawa, Adam Cole, and I guess we could say Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. No, no, Bobby Fish is a mercenary. He's paid. Oh, he's a paid hitman. So paid hitman. So he he he's an associate. Yeah, he's an associate of the, of the elite. Okay. But we already have eight wrestlers, uh, and also you can throw Don Callis' name in there too. Oh yeah, um, I think I don't know. I, I I still think the end result here is to get Bullet Club 
over here to America. Mm -hmm. We're already seeing bits and pieces of that over in Impact. But I think the biggest thing now is kind of taking Kenny Omega and his version of the Bullet Club with the elite and facing the Bullet Club with Tama Tonga or Switchblade Jay, Jay White at the helm. Oh, yeah. Um, that's why I keep, I want to see the elite keep growing. But, um, if the story did go that way, I wouldn't be upset with it either. Cause again, it's of course a good not. story. Now, uh, after this match, where, where do they go? Where do they go after this? The super click, super click and Jurassic express and Christian cage. Now that Christian cage <sighs> no longer has a title, you know, where do they go from here? You can continue to shoot a little longer. You can have it separate again, and Christian can feud with Adam Cole, and the Bucks can feud with Jurassic Express for a little while. Uh, Jungle Boy has unfinished business with Adam Cole because he can basically say, you cheated to beat me, mm -hmm. and we need to finish this, and they can have some more doings together. This they, they can milk this for a while, and Cole and Jungle Boy have amazing chemistry. I just want to see what's next for both of them, too. So why not keep that feud going? You can have them feud for a minute, and I would love <clears throat> Adam Cole is not against holding secondary titles for a little bit. Little bit. Right. Why not let him be T TNT champion for a little bit and feud with Jungle Boy? Just there we saying, go. Just saying. No knock on Sammy's run. He's been he's doing pretty good with it. But let's say that maybe down the road this feud can go on for a while. So what would you say about a best of seven series between Adam Cole and Jungle Boy? <sighs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Book it, Tony. Book, book it, it, Tony. Tony, book it. All right, Tony. let's go on to the next match, which potentially could turn into a blood feud and possibly continue, I think, still after full gear. And that's CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Now, finally, I, a feud where I care about CM Punk. Finally. I, I didn't finish reading uh, um, Eddie Kingston's testimonial, which mm -hmm. is a great read so far. And it's really He's getting himself over more and more because he's telling his story. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Kingston needs to win here. Punk does not need to win against Eddie Kingston at full gear. Kingston needs the win. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Kingston does not have the best win-loss record in AEW. Uh, I don't think he does. Uh, but, yeah, I, I could see Kingston getting the win, but I really feel they're going to give it to Punk. Punk's going to remain undefeated for a while. But but I feel like there's no reason to. Punk should not be here to be a top contender for any kind of championship. Punk should be here to help put over younger talent. Punk already got, got his couple wins when, when, he first, when he first came back. D do you feel like Punk being on AEW's roster is as big as his debut? People just wanted to see his debut, his return to the ring. Now mm -hmm. that he's back, he's on TV every fucking week. Cutting promos. He's cutting promos. Every week. You know? I mean, I'm every not saying week. anything. I, I Fuck, I love me some CM Punk, but everyone went to Chicago to see CM Punk debut. Agreed. People aren't sticking around watching AEW because of CM Punk. They're sticking around because of your Jungle Boys, your Adam Coles, your 
your Kenny Omegas, your Brian Danielsons, your Miros, your Sammy Guevara's, your Chris Jericho's, not because of your CM Punk. Mm -mm. He's just like, you know, nice to be there. He's a little dressing on there. It's cool. But like I said, this is finally the few that makes me care about CM Punk. Right. It finally makes me go, good. Like you're giving him something with substance. Everything I, else has been just meh. Well, what would you think about the promo they had on Rampage last week? <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Spitting fire. Spitting fire. Like he, like it, it was like a weird, I saw this video on Instagram. It made me go, wow. The parallels. Punk was Triple H. And Kingston was punk. And was just calling him out about everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys never respected me. I had to take pills. I had to do this just so I could survive. He, like, he went in. Yeah. And punk basically was telling him, like, no, the reason is because you weren't that good to begin with. Yeah. Like, buried him a little bit. You're a bum. You're a bum. Yeah. That bum line made me go, damn. You're a bum. Mm. I was like, yo, is are we supposed to boot punk because of this now? <laughs> I, I think this is this is one of those matches that I'm definitely like, this is a destination match for me that I have to see this match. Uh again, I'm emotionally invested in it. I'm I'm more behind Eddie Kingston than I am CM Punk. Mm. But you're right, I do agree with what you said earlier. I can finally get behind a CM Punk feud. You know? He's got a good record. Eddie's got a pretty solid record. He does? In 2021, he's 28 and 8. Okay, so it is a pretty good record. Well, I think he needs a big win like this one that he should get over CM Punk. So predictions. Do you think Punk's gonna gonna take it? Yep. Punk's right. gonna get the dub. I'm still gonna predict Eddie Kingston. I feel like if I predict it, it will happen. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. Let's move on to the next match. Uh you know, we were talking earlier about the women's division in WWE and the, the younger talent. Well, AEW has these four pillars of uh, of the future of AEW, which consists of Sammy Guevara, the current TNT champion, uh, Darby Allen, MJF, and we mentioned earlier, Jungle Boy. Darby Allen and MJF are facing off each other, facing off one-on-one -on -one at full gear. This is a match that I think could go either way. Mm -hmm. I don't know who needs the win more. I don't think Darby Allen loses anything if MJF wins. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely can see this being the trajectory for MJF to make his way into the title picture. Um, this, is, this is a built-in story, too. Get your four pillars and have MJF run through all of them. Have MJF beat Darby Allen. Have him then beat Jungle Boy. And then have him face Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship and let MJF get his first taste of gold in AEW. Mm. Wouldn't be opposed to it. Would not be opposed to it at all. Uh, MJF already holds a victory over Sammy Guevara by hook or by crook. This doesn't hurt him, but I see a bigger plan and taste of gold for him. MJF will get the win, but I see bigger plans for him in about a week or two. That soon? Yes, I will okay. explain why later. Okay, okay. So we'll hold on. We'll hold on to that one. I think I know where you might be going with that, but we'll, we'll touch on that when we get to the main event. 
Uh, next match is the AEW World Tag Team Championship match between the Lucha Brothers and FTR, who are also facing each other a second time at Triple Mania, Triple A Triple Mania, where the Triple A Tag Team titles are on the line, which is currently held by FTR. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be facing twice. I believe Triple Mania is, is this week as well. So uh, both tag titles be on the line. I love this feud. Fight forever. Doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. I would like to see Lucha Bros win the titles back, but if FDR retained, I'd be okay with that too. Uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I, I should have said that the other way. I want to see Lucha Brothers retain, but I'd be okay if FTR ended up winning. You want FTR with all the gold because you're an FTR guy. I'm a dude. FTR is the most decorated tag team in the past decade. Yes. Um, I am not a, this is just a match that, ah, it's so good. It's so good. It's tag team wrestling at its finest. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, the pure tag team of FTR that we love and Lucha bros as it, you know, as much as we, you know, clown them for being Lucha Libre and not follow, you know, not tagging and all that are one of the best tag teams in wrestling today. Mm -hmm. Um, I give Lucha Bros the win here. FTR is so good, they don't need the tag titles right now. Right. So then I think if, if Lucha Bros win here, then FTR needs to retain the AAA tag titles. Agreed. Agreed. I, I don't think either one of the teams should win both sets of tag titles Mm-mm. at this nah. time. Yeah. Or reverse. That'd be fun. Or, yeah. Or have... FTR win here and then Lucha Bros beat them. Yeah, that'd be cool. Have mm-hmm. have both titles change hands. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. At least they still have gold. Exactly. So and again, this could be a story a story that can continue post full gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next fun match, a ten man tag team match. I gotta say, AEW loves these multi man matches, eight man <laughs> tags, ten man tags. But there's a Minneapolis street fight between the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager. Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz, another tag team that really should be in more tag team matches and not these mm. always in a circle feuds, taking on the team of Men of the Year and America's top team, consisting of Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Oslovsky, and Dan Lambert. I really liked the segment this week on Dynamite. I really liked how Men of the Year and America's Top Talent really took out Inner Circle. Mm -hmm. But they went a little too far. They should have never picked up the microphone. They should have talked with their fists and Mm -hmm. not fucking said a thing. I didn't need Ethan Page to tell us that uh, Dan Lambert's going to pin Jericho and get the one, two, three. But before mm-hmm. then, we're going to have him tap him out. I feel like it didn't need that extra commentary. Mm-hmm. You could have held him down and let Dan Lambert just get the best of Chris Jericho and then just walk away and mm-hmm. leave in a circle laying. In a bloody mess. In a bloody mess. Less, they should have said less and physically done more. Yeah, agreed. No. Agreed. I I can I'm starting to kind of buy into this whole America's top team and men of the year, you know, relationship. Uh, I I didn't know who the hell Dan Lambert was at first. Now that I do know, I do like the crossover with MMA 
UFC and, you know, and, and AEW now. I do like the crossover. If it's done correctly, I feel like Junior Dos Santos looks looks the part, and he, he has so much freaking charisma. Uh, some of these these MMA fighters are getting it, you know. Some of them look a little too stiff. But uh, what are your thoughts here on this match, and who is going to get the win? Inner Circle. Inner Circle is going to get the win because it's Inner Circle. <laughs> inner Circle. There's no don't they always win multi man matches? They always do. So why not have Inner Circle get the win? Right. Just let him have it. He is, oh. yeah, and let's move on. Let's move on and have them all do different things. Chair yeah. can go back to commentary. Hager can do whatever the hell he's doing. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy's TNT, TNT champion, so he should be defending that more. And it's time. I am so tired of Santana on Ortiz just being involved and being goons. Yeah. That is not what they were signed for AEW to do. They are a tag team. They are a very decorated tag team. Mm-hmm. It's time to start letting those boys run. Yeah, agreed. I want to see them and Lucha Bros again on national television. Oof. Just give me that. I, I was lucky enough to see them live at Triple uh, A at MSG a few years back, front row mm-hmm. seats. Amazing match between LAX mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Lucha Bros. Astounding, um, amazing the, chemistry. Those their impact matches, mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Yep. If they have chemistry, let them run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree, man. LAX. I, I keep calling them LAX. I know they don't go by that anymore, but I, I feel like they need to be back in the tag division. I need to see more tag team wrestling from them. But my question is after this match, win, lose, or draw, where do men of the year go? Where do where does America's top team go? Top team can go wherever they want to go. Don't care. Let the men of the year be another tag team we add to the division. Vision because that's what AEW said they're there for. They are built on tag team wrestling. Why not use them to be tag team stars? Right. Let those two run as tag, a tag team. It's great for them. That's it. That's all I can say. This this match has no interest to me at all. None. I really could care less about it. If you could pick three names of wrestlers that you feel like have not been booked as good as they can be on AEW, who, who would you pick? Do tag teams count as one? or it's You could just, do tag teams as one. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, Wardlow. Uh, who hasn't been booked? Wow. Okay. I'm going to go women's division. Big Swole. Okay, well, I, w- I would agree with you with Santana Ortiz, but I would also say Brian Cage and Ethan Page. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Ethan Page and Brian Cage, co- coincidentally, their last names are similar, have mm-hmm. not been... They were bought into AEW for name value, and that was it. That was I, it. I, I don't like the fact that Ethan Page was taken out of a tag team, out of a one of the best tag teams. We talked about it, the North... Him and Josh Alexander. One we of the named them our tag team of the year last in year. In 2020. It, if you're going to break up a tag team, let him run on a singles run. I want to see mm-hmm. Ethan Page one-on-one. I didn't like the fact that they put him in a, in a team with Scorpio Sky. 
I Scorpio Sky was doing a lot of singles wrestling. He was getting a lot of singles wins mm-hmm. just to all of a sudden turn heel now and be in a tag team again with Ethan Page. Uh, I I feel like Ethan Page has so much more he could be offering right now. Um, I feel like this partnership relationship now with Dan Lambert and America's top team did kind of help kind of put more spotlight on him. But Ethan Page is one of those guys that I feel like has not been booked the best he can be since he came to AEW. I agree. Um, So you're going to go with Inner Circle. The uh, tweener baby face is getting the win here. I'm Mm. going to... I'm going to have to say, yeah, uh, I agree because I don't see Jericho allowing someone like a Dan Lambert to get the pin on him at a pay-per-view. I don't see it at all. I'm with you on that. Now let's go to a match that has a lot on the line. The AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. Winner will receive a future AEW World Championship title match between Miro and Brian Danielson. Now I feel like the winner of this match will be very telling on who leaves with the title. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Let's just talk about these two matches uh, congruently. Let's talk about the championship match also between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Okay. Um, so, first of all, who do you see coming out as the number one contender for the championship? Miro or Brian Danielson? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Um, and this is their first time interacting with each other, mm-hmm. correct? Have they never faced each other in previous? As far as I know, correct. Now, also keep in mind, Miro was a last-minute replacement. If Moxley did not take time off, he would have faced Orange Cassidy. And I mm-hmm. wonder what that story would have looked like. Moxley would have just beaten the Bergs. Do you think Moxley still would have, would have gotten the win in orange and Cassidy would have been out of the tournament? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, once I love orange Cassidy, he's been out of the title picture for a while. Now, for a so while. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to Miro. I, I'm, I agree with you. I think Miro deserves it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even need to. He doesn't even need to have a long uh, run as number one contender because they could. He could face whoever wins the title match on the following Dynamite, exactly, or, or in two weeks on Dynamite or Rampage, make mm-hmm. it a match. But now let's talk about Omega and Page. Now Hangman Page is probably the best long-term storytelling we've seen in quite some time. There's been a slow burn with Adam Page. And it's all coming to a head. But the question I want I have for you is, is now the time for Adam Page? Yes. Absolutely. It is time. It is time. It is time. It is time. You have built this so long. Kenny has had a great one with the title. It has been what? How long has he had it for almost a year? Yep. It's time. It's time. Is the greatest long-term storybooking you've we've we we've all said, oh well Hangman should have been paid Hangman should have been champ from the start. He should have won title from the start, should have been that way from the beginning. Now we had the slow build, we had him build himself up, we had his redemption story. Let him have the title now. But I have a reason why he's gonna lose it very quickly. Uh do tell. 
So here's my thought process. I say Hangman beats Kenny in a very, very hard-hitting, impactful match where both men just give it their all and Hangman gets the win with the uh, – he has the win with the dead eye. I know how much we love the dead eye here. Mm-hmm. But he went to the buckshot, takes Kenny off his feet, boom, one, two, three. I say a couple weeks later or a week or two later, he basically says – I'll fight anybody. I am a fighting champion, unlike Kenny. I will face anybody. QMJF's music. MJF versus Kenny versus Hangman Page. MJF drops the title. Here's the funny part. Do you remember about a year ago for All In, or I mean All Out, when they had the Battle Royal? or no, it was double or nothing. They had the battle royal to determine who would win. Do you remember the last two people in that battle royal? That's right. Page and MJF. Mm-hmm. That was the first time Page won the number one contendership. Full circle. Yep. Okay. Now, I agree with you that Page should get the title. I don't know if now is the time. For a couple reasons. Okay. Um, I feel like there's still a lot more meat on the bones here with Kenny with Kenny and Paige. I mm-hmm. loved the promo. The promo that they had for the contract signing on Wednesday was a huge turning point in this storyline. Paige cut a strong promo. Omega cut a strong promo. Don Cowles returns. You bloody hangman page. Omega signs the contract in Adam Page's blood. So mm-hmm. now you're getting heat. Oh yeah. You know, now you're now you're prior to this week there wasn't enough heat. We just knew that these two guys didn't like each other. They were fed up with each other and then and Page wanted to fight them. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw that back when they were the tag champs. That there was already some friction there. But I feel like there's still more heat that can be built on on this feud and also where is dynamite in t- two weeks after full gear? Norfolk, Virginia. Ah. Now, Hangman, while Hangman Page would probably get a huge pop at full gear for winning the championship, Hangman Page is someone that needs to get that John Moxley in Cincinnati type pop or that CM Punk in Chicago type pop. Mm. You know, does Omega win with a janky finish. I mean, you have seven other wrestlers that can interfere at any point or eight. If you include Don Callis that can interfere at any point. Yeah. You might have a dark order commit to help out hangman page, but I think Omega walks away with the championship, which means, and I still think Miro could win the number one contendership. Mm-hmm. And then I think in two weeks have page, or have Tony Congo, all right, this match cannot end this way. You're going to be facing Hangman Page in his hometown in Norfolk, Virginia on Dynamite in two weeks. And that's when Page wins. And then enter Miro. Because first of all, Page is one of the most overweight baby faces right now in AEW. So, all right? so Cow- over. Cowboy shit is over. Cowboy shit. All right. Now, with that being said, you mentioned MJF. 
We already know Miro is in the number one contendership. With yes. someone like like Hangman Page <laughs> being the champion, you need to have that um, the the antagonist. You have to have your MJFs, your Miros. You have to have those those real those heat seeking heels. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that's a good opportunity for Page to get that real moment. What's wrestling all about? It's about moments. You right, get the moments in time. Moment you can. Do it in his hometown in Virginia. I mean, he doesn't lose anything if he doesn't get the win at full gear. Yeah. I think I think I think that there's a storyline there that you could do and then just piss the internet off more. Just piss the internet off more. Why not, right? Why not? Nothing wrestling does is ever going to make the internet happy. All right. But that's my take on Hangman Page. I do think that now is the time. But I don't think right. I don't think like this weekend is the time. I feel like give me another week or two weeks. I'll all mess like another week or two, then give it to mm-hmm. Hangman Page. Mm, um, I can see it. Those are my thoughts. Lo- lots of speculation here. Do you? But who do you think is going to leave with the AEW Championship of Full Gear? Hangman. You think so? All right. I, I wasn't able to swerve your uh, your prediction. No. All right, because in the long run, I see MJF. Because we said MJF should have been champion last year. He should have been champion last year, yep. All right, well, I'm going to go still with Omega retaining at full gear. Do you want a bit of pizza on that? You know, our thing is tag teams, but I'll take that bet. (laughs) Also, I see a debut. I I see a debut. This is why I said. In the championship picture? Yes. Okay. I see Coda popping up Kota Ibushi no shit okay or since they are now members of the group now we can since you want Kenny to keep the title so bad who's his greatest rival Kazuchika Okada the Rainmaker debuts at full year. Mm. That would break the internet. I would throw my damn phone. Wow. That's a good one. I do like that with a crooked thumbs up on that one. Uh, again, crazy fantasy booking. This is what, you know, going down the rabbit hole, it kind of feels like. Um, anyway, All the time. We can't sign off until we until we talk about the AEW Women's Championship match between Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Ty Conti. Um, Going to be a great match. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Ty. I don't see Ty leaving with the championship. Britt Absolutely Baker's not. I have a lengthy title run. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to take it off of her yet, but she's going to she's going to be the, uh, the the ring bearer for Thunder the, Rosa for the women's. Uh, d- division for quite some time. I, I think Thunder, they can always, always revisit Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Or, Rosa. or open that fucking forbidden door and just give me Deanna Parazzo versus Britt Baker already. Yeah, she had, she's been radio silent since she lost the title. Who, Deanna? Yep. To Mickey, she's been radio silent. That, mm-hmm. that means she's going to have a very impactful, no pun intended, Come back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even Deanna didn't lose anything but after losing the title to Mickey James. Nope. She lost nothing. Not a, 
she lost, she didn't lose a thing. Deanna Parazzo, I'm surprised, is not like fucking ranked number one in the PWI. She's definitely Should one of the been. top women's wrestlers. She's she's in my Should've top been. five. She's oh, in my of top five right now. Top five, easy money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, it's gonna be a stacked card here at full gear. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. We talked about Moose and Eddie Edwards. You know, Impact's getting ready for Turning Point, which is their next pay per view. We have WWE Survivor Series in a few weeks, which I will be there live. So make sure you stay tuned to our social media at New Normal Wrestling. Or just follow the Fourth Wall Pop Network at Fourth Wall Pop. I'll be sharing some stories live from Survivor Series at the Barclays Center. If you guys uh, stuck around and enjoyed this show, thank you for listening. Show your support by rating, sharing, liking, subscribing, all those cool things. Check out the NNW merch at the Fourth Wall Swag Shop at tpublic.com. Follow the link in our link tree, which is found in, the, in our bio and description of this episode. So on behalf of good brother Wade, the married man, the podcast king himself, podcast royalty, I am J.C. Bones, the baby face of podcasting. We are New Normal Wrestling. And until next week, I bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and I'll see you when I'm looking at you. Bang.